Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Brentford FC 3, McDonald's F... Sorry, I mean Liverpool 3. Let's talk okay, about that, those outfits, first of all. Yeah, that jersey needs to go pronto. Like, if, if, <laughs> if McDonald's isn't paying for it, then they need to go. I'm sorry, like... And and whoever designed it, check his bank account because he got a deposit from uh, he or she got a deposit from McDonald's. That's just uh... <laughs> so <laughs> over the years, I've seen um, fan versions of our uh, kits coming out. Right, so uh, somebody would post an image saying the the new kit has been leaked. Yada yada yada. Right, and so I saw this one, and I'm thinking, okay, sure, whatever. There's no way that anybody can actually pretend to tell us that this is what Liverpool is going to be wearing at some point officially. So when it came out and I, I saw that ugly yellow and that disgusting red pat, red and white patch collar and yeah, my goodness, I, I, I just love McDonald's tweet. They, 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 they tweeted um, the yeah. So so I'm, I'm the game, the game might have ended three three, but the winner that day was McDonald's. Absolutely. And and not just for our jersey. What on earth were the Brentford players getting? They were getting like a McDonald's sippy cup <laughs> with a McDonald's straw in it and some orange tang. Like <laughs> and a toy as well. Like what what was that? I like saw one guy get it. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, okay. And then I saw the next guy get it and the next guy, and I'm like, oh my god, like I I I don't know. I don't know what that was. It Again, the game was sponsored by McDonald's. We just don't know it. That's all. Right. And full disclosure, we're recording this a couple of days after the game because that that was the maddest game I've watched Liverpool play in a few years. And I, I had to just allow it to digest before I was able to talk about it. I mean, at the end of the day, it was very much a McDonald's game in that it was very exciting. There were no losers. Right. <laughs> and exactly. I guess. But I mean, uh, I'll be honest. I thought we had, I thought this game ended 3-3, frankly, because we were carrying a lot of guys having bad games. And I mean a lot. So let's actually talk about who had a good game on our team besides Curtis Jones. He's the only, well, and even even he made a mistake for one of the goals. Do you think anybody else had a good game on our team except him? Um, No. I, I'm, so I'm trying to think, but no. We can end the podcast right now. He gets man of the match by default. So <laughs> so in all honesty, he gets man of the match because that goal was beautiful. Because he injected, uh, you know, creativity. He, he was like a, a, a lesser genie, but with creativity. So overall better. But I mean, everybody else just sucked. And some guys were like scream out loud suck. Yeah, and and Mo Salah, fair play to him, he didn't have a worse game than he normally has, right? That's how he plays. He misses some, he scores some. He misses a lot. Right. And scores some. But these were were just egregious. The 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 one that he the miss that he had was unacceptable. Right? If you want to be considered one of the top 10 even players in the world you have to put that away at that point in the game the same way that fair play to him he's put away those goals against Man U in the last minute just to kill the game off so I don't know if it was he had too much time or he thought he was just overconfident but 
you need to put that away because that would have killed the game. So what I what I would say is, and this might be harsh, but you know, if the rumors of him wanting half a mil um, a week are true, I think when he comes to sit at the negotiating table, you pop in a tape of this game and you say, "You show me the guy who's worth half a mil," because what he produced was not half a million dollars worth. A half a mil guy puts that away, puts the game away, and we walk away with the comfortable victory. We lost, and and I wish I could be saying this for the first time, but it's not. If Salah had delivered the gimmies that were on his foot, we wouldn't have lost the game. And that seems to be a recurring theme from the last year and change. And not to make this the anti-Salah show, but um, I think all he needs is some competition. He he is being catered to, and in his mind, this is all again. I know he takes this seriously, but it, it it appears as if this is all fun and games. And oh, I'll take a shot, I'll score, fantastic, I'll miss, fantastic. There'll be another opportunity, and I'll just smile it off or whatever. You know, he needs to be sat down and know that his position is at, is at stake, and then that way he'll ensure that he puts away those those chances. Yeah, I mean, just look at what happened to Firmino when Jota came in. You know, if Jota hadn't been injured last year, I think Firmino's improvement would have continued. But like, you know, Firmino now is, is even when he's playing in the midfield, he's fourth man in the box. He right. used to be like ninth man in the box when, <laughs> when he was playing forward. So he's definitely changed his game, upped his game, learned. So I agree with you. I think Salah is just too catered to at this point. Um, and... And I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, we're a couple of days after the match and we found out that there's new vice captains or whatever, and Salah's not one of the six. Right. So maybe that's a, a message to him. Let's be honest. If I was on that team and I was voting, Salah would not get my vote. Yeah, I agree. Being captain has nothing to do with who scores the most goals, right? I, I, I'd rather have Curtis Jones as captain over Salah, to be honest. Because you know what, and I got to say, it, it feels like Jones recognizes the moment more, recognizes the need more, right? Like, similar to to a Fabinho or a, a Hendo, when there's a rush happening towards the end of the game, and they go in intentionally taking a yellow, they just understand right. Right. the bigness of the moment, right? I'm sure He's... bigness is a word. Um, <laughs> it is but, not, yeah. But Curtis Jones, on his strike in the game, he recognized the moment. He's, he's, I, I was going to say he's going to be, but he is. He's a proper player. I mean, he has everything. Because even even when you look at a player like Ox, right? Oxley Chamberlain, who comes on and then he scores these amazing shots from outside the area. It's not in the same way as Jones. Jones will create a chance out of nothing and then curl it. Ox just makes space for himself and then hits it hard. But Jones has has a touch of um, maybe class finesse is, is a word I'm looking for, and and yeah. he shares that with with Harvey Elliott. Those two are our most creative players, I'd say. You know what? It's not even the hardness of the shot, because I'll be honest. I think Ox would Ox hits it harder. I mean that that is what it is. Right. But you're right. Um, Jones is more worried about placing it and Jones will create the space where I feel like Ox needs to have the space. He's not, you know, you need to set up a nice pass for him to step into one 
or you need to to give him a pass and then he has a, a couple steps to run with it and go but he's not breaking a guy down yeah he 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 respond he's reactive so he responds to the defender coming at him right whereas jones will make the defender take a wrong step and and jones will also potentially turn that into a chance for someone else for someone else exactly yeah he 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 for sure has higher footballing iq than than ox and a lot of in fact most of our players and that is one thing that's unfortunate in the top half of the field we don't have much footballing iq which is a shock given how 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 many goals we score so i mean speaking of footballing iq this is one that just drove me nuts which is you know again it looked like we didn't commit as many fouls as we normally do i think we only had 7 or 8 for the game but like some of those fouls were just stupid. Like we know Brentford plays yes. four set plays. Right. If you're in your own half and you give up a foul, they will make a set play out of it. And we got burned on the set play. So, you know, I would, I would as a, as a defender, and I'm thinking specifically of, of Robbo in one instance, exactly, where he basically, they were on a break and he he took the foul and you know what that's fine do that against you know man city man city yeah yeah their game is not about you know a a, a set play that blah 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 brentford is all about that i'd rather have them you know have a chance on the break where we're you know even men than you know 3 on 3 4 on 4 or whatever rather than a set piece where they bring everyone up. They really do. So we're, you know, if you put up a wall, you're already men down. So it's just, it's a bad idea. And and that footballing IQ is really starting to frustrate me because again, I felt like we didn't show it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, and that's, that's where we're missing a player like Tiago who, who does have high footballing IQ. He would have known how to slow the game down at the right, the right points. Fabinho just had an off game. I don't know what it was. There, there's probably a story there, but he just had one of the worst games I've seen him have. Well, actually, he did. He hasn't. He didn't play well last season either, or the season before that. So after after his injury, um, so this kind of reminded me of one of those games. Um, and without and him, was Van Dyke and Matip bad because of that, or were they just not great on their own? I think Matt. Matip was reacting to Van Dyke not being as great as he normally is. Um, I think that kind of flustered Matip, who's usually quite good in the air, but uh, Ivan Tony was just winning everything. So I wonder, and again, let me just see who was on the bench. Okay, he wasn't even on the bench, but if Klopp had Nat Phillips on the bench, this is a game you bring him in, right? When Half you're up. 60 minutes, yeah. and then you just say, okay, Nat Phillips, come in, head everything that you see. You see this Tony guy? He doesn't exist. All the balls are yours. Now go get them. Right. Put him at right back even if if you have to, right? But just, yeah. So I think there is something to be said for having that Phillips on the bench when we're playing away from home against these non-top six teams. Man City is not going to play like this, right? Chelsea is not going to play like this. Man City, Chelsea might try. Yeah. Nat Phillips is a big... um, a big detriment to the team when you're playing against top teams with structure that are, you know, going to generate chances. But when you're playing against teams whose whole game is 
you know, cross it into the box, set plays. A guy like Nat Phillips, again, I wouldn't start him, but if you're up a goal with 20 minutes left, bring him in. Agreed. And again, you're saying if he wasn't on the bench. Well, why wasn't he on the bench? Like, no offense to Gomez, but why is Gomez on the bench? To be fair, Gomez was there as an auxiliary right back, right? Okay, then... And, and, and that was actually a move, too, that he could have he could have put in because at least he's a, he's a better defender than Trent. Well, Trent, it was very... Trent was just put in a bad position. Trent was put in numerous bad positions, and I'm praying and hoping that it was a total off game and that nobody else saw it. Because what I noticed, and I don't know if this was their strategy, but every time they came down the left side attacking like Robbo, they would essentially cross along right. to where Trent would be. It was a strategy for sure. And they, they overpowered him. Because, yeah, they overloaded. Like there was that one time where three of them went up for a header against Trent alone. <laughs> right. Trent, Trent, I mean, fair play to him. He he held his own as 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 much as one person can against three brutes. So um, you you do also have to question Henderson, who was playing on the right-hand side there, in not helping him. Right? Agreed. And, it's, um, again, again, a team of bad, of off days. Yeah. That's right. what it felt like. And including Klopp. I mean, on the one hand, he had an opportunity, opportunities to make wiser um, subs. However, the game was just changing so quickly that there's almost no time to bring Milner on because by the time you start planning to bring Milner on, we're behind or we're, we're tied. So there's no point bringing him on anymore. And, you know, it, it, I felt as if before they scored the third, in, you know, Milner was probably due to come on in, the, in, in a few minutes. Well, but time to bring him on just to kill you, the game. You know what? I'm actually going to disagree with you on that because we scored in the 67th minute and they scored in the 82nd. So there were 15 minutes there. You know what? In in those 15 minutes, once you get to 70, 75 minutes, you know, bring on a Bilner, bring on, like, I'll be honest, even Konate. But we were on top, though. That's the thing, right? We we were close to getting the fourth. And when you bring Bilner on, then you kill that. So even though my gut told me that they were going to equalize, the football didn't tell me that they were going to equalize. So maybe Klopp was looking more at the game than, than his, his instinct. I don't know, I guess like, but, but just leaving Trent there to get exposed the way he was the whole game. I didn't love that. And, and the fact that frankly, nobody was really delivering well and, and, and I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it was a, if you were a neutral fan, it was a fun game. If you were a Liverpool fan, it was an upsetting game. Um, If you're a Brentford fan, I'm sure it was a fantastic game. Oh yeah. So but, I heard that Ivan Tony is five foot ten. Can you believe that? I'm literally gonna tell you I do not believe that. I know, right? And I'm definitely gonna check it right now because that is not possible. Cause if he is, how is he so good in the air against ten foot guys like Matip and Van Dyke? Or Matip in particular? Well, you know what? It's it's maybe the Tiago thing, right? Tiago's not the tallest guy, but every time he goes up for a header, yeah, he's got it. And not just does he get it, but he directs it where he wants to and just right. like phenomenal in that sense. True. So, I mean, I I don't know. Uh, he is 
510. Oh my God. That's a bit of an embarrassment. It is because when, when you see the way they play and how they set up through him and how he looks, you know, his appearance, you, I just assumed he's at least 6'3. Well, actually, he's taller than Tiago by a couple inches. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Tiago's like 5'6 or 5'7. 5'8. 5'8? Oh, okay. Yeah. So Tiago's 5'8 and seems to get every header he wants. So I don't know. Maybe maybe Tony's got that skill. I don't know. Teach. He, he, he just he just had yeah, teach um, Joe Gomez. I know, eh? If 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 Ivan Tony can do it, God, you know, put them in a bunk together until they like, you know, either learned ahead or wither up and die, because oh my god, like if Joe if Gomez could head like that. Oh, he would it's, be it's the best defender in the world. Totally. He'd have every, everything. Yeah. So, Tony's a Liverpool fan too, so maybe they should buy him just for that. Buy him and then well, put him in the bunk with Matip. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're making so. a joke, and I know that's a joke, but I got to be honest with you. I think guys like Curtis Jones playing with Thiago, a guy like um, you know Elliot playing with, with Salah. Salah. That goes a long way to these guys going from good to great. It really does. Like you can see in in Jones' game, you can see some of Tiago in it. And I'm starting to see a little bit of the Firmino flick and through ball in him. And and you and then you can also see some of Genie as well, the discipline. Yes. Oh, you see that you see the genie in him. Which is unfortunate because I actually don't want the genie in him. But then it makes him well-rounded as long as he 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 has the freedom to take shots and to be offensive like he 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 was. Because last season we weren't seeing him do that. He was a little bit too too contained. But if Klopp gives him a little bit of freedom to to play discipline, but also every now and then just you know surprise the offense, then that's that's perfect. I mean, he's he's the, all the perfect midfielder in that case. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it what'll happen is a goal like you saw in this game will change the way teams defend him. Because if you ever see, I mean, whenever he gets on um Ox, <clears throat> defenders run at Ox before he even gets the ball. Mm-hmm. They give him no space because they know, you know, within 30 yards, if you give him space, he's gonna take a shot and it might go in. So these type of shots now will open up the game for us because guys will be running at Jones instead of maybe backing off or playing smart. They'll have to commit similar to Tiago where everyone backs off because they know coming at him could create a chance. So Tiago has loads of time here. They might run at him more so that he has more space. If you get past your man, I mean, if he becomes a combination of Ox's shot and Tiago's, you know, vision, then I mean, game over but that might be oh, a little sure. too uh, pie in the sky. No, he 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 has I'd say his his ceiling is higher than Elliot's. It's just that Elliot is more of a guarantee. Because Elliot's almost more arrived. Yeah. Elliot is 18 and it sounds weird to say an 18-year-old's arrived, but if he plays like he did this year for the rest of his career, he's got a solid career. And that's my point. And he's almost guaranteed to have a good, solid career. And he could have a great, solid career. But because he's already guaranteed having a good, solid career, a lot of times players like that, they just kind of level out. 
But with Joe's, yeah. he his ceiling can be top ten in the world, really. Right? He's that he he has that much talent and natural ability and height and everything else. He he has everything. But he could also just kind of disappear into the lower leagues in two seasons. God, I hope not. He's got so much. Yeah. That would be super disappointing. What what concerns me is I don't know what Klopp is seeing or not seeing in him that he wasn't starting or even on the bench in the early games this season. That's a little bit of a concern for me because to all of us, it's obvious that he needs to be on the on the team or one of the first subs on. But there's something that Klopp is not seeing or he's maybe he's trying to protect him. I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, rumor was, and, you know, put as much faith in a rumor as you will, is that rumor was that they thought that our midfield was too full. So um, they were going to send him out for loan. And Klopp said no, because he just, he likes him that much. He he wants to be the one developing him. Mm. Um, okay, that's good to hear. But again, is that true or not true? I can actually believe it. I actually think Klopp likes him. I, I, I think he does from things he said. And I suspect because he's he's even he's even almost admitted it. I think he knows how much talent Jones has, but he wants to keep him grounded. Right? Yeah, it might be he sat him at the beginning of the season just knowing he was going to get play time from injuries. Yeah, because he's he's pretty healthily cocky and and arrogant, right? And so I I think Klopp is trying to really keep him grounded. With Elliot, he'll just come out and say, "Oh, Elliot's the best guy in the world," right? But with Jones, I think he knows. Okay, this guy. <laughs> this guy knows how good he is. Let me just make sure that I, I remind him he's, he's only 20. Well, with Elliot, if you don't know he's the best 18-year-old in the world or one of them, then, I mean, you are going to lose your coaching job. So, <laughs> like, Elliot is, you know, Elliot is what Trent was when he was 18, which is just just shockingly good and composed for a guy that age. Yeah. And 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 consistently delivering. Like that's the thing. When he got his first game, we were all like, "Oh, wow, that's nice." But then when he got the next game, we're like, "Well, yeah, what are you going to do? Drop him? You can't." And he right. just he proved it game in and game out. The thing with Jones is, I thought Jones proved he was a starter last year to be quite honest. He did. And 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 that's kind of what I'm getting at. I think Klopp is trying to curtail him, you know, trying to keep him humble and trying to keep him working. Because he, 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 it's possible that he also agrees with what I was saying, that his, he has a very high ceiling, but he could also just disappear into the lower leagues. Because he, he's that talented that sometimes you start to take that for granted, right? It's Whereas true. with Harvey Elliott, he's just a humble guy. You know, he'll work hard. You know, he's he has a different type of mentality than Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones is picking up things and he's taking advice, which is really good. I was really... So I was so surprised in his his attitude last season, where he decided to curtail his natural instinct and be a team player. That just showed maturity beyond his years. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think we've got a proper talent. And again, as we've said, he was man of the match. Um, <laughs> the the anti man of the match for me, I don't know. It might have been Robbo. I don't know what he was doing the whole game. I don't know why he was on the field. I was like yeah. super disappointed in his play. Like Fab will have an off game. Van Dyke, I think, may have had his first real off game. Um, Jota apparently doesn't remember where the net is anymore, so he'll have to work on that one. But just Robertson, like, I, I, I don't Klopp know. It's weird. Be, yeah. Excuse me. <clears throat> it, I think Klopp you know needs what? To be brave because yeah. so Costas has not conceded a goal 
in his time, right, on the field in the EPL. Robinson has conceded four. Right. What does that This season. You? This season, right. It's um and you know what it's not just it's not just defensively he didn't look great. Offensively, I'm not sure what he was thinking. And frankly, the corners, like so what what we will let's talk about the corners. How many corners do you need before you actually score something? Like, I'm sorry, we had eleven corners. And, and like it's 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 and and I'll be honest, it's not even that we weren't scoring on them. I don't even feel like we were threatening. No. Like yeah, so it's, at it's, least at least we recognized that there was a problem because um, Robbo and Alexander Arnold switched sides, right? Instead of the outswinger, they started doing the inswinger. The inswinger. So that was a change. At least there was a change, but it got us nowhere. And the other thing is like, okay, these high looping crosses. Okay, we're done. They don't work. We've seen it over and over. Uh, Simikas, his cross is low and hard and we've seen that work consistently. Like I just, you know, that actually, his cross reminds me a lot of Shakiri's. And it's not just that it's low and hard. He, he's actually, he has a target. It's accurate too. Yes. Yeah. Right. When Robinson crosses or Trent is, it's like, it's just, okay, let me just swing it in. They're putting it in an area. Tall strikers. Right. Yeah. Which obviously we don't. Right. <laughs> but with Costas, I mean, he'll do the low cross, he'll do the high cross, and it's it's always either on the person's head or into a place where he wants the person to run to. Right. I mean, and, that that one where, you know, the, the header from Salah where Manas Mane scored last game. Like, that was pinpoint. Right. Like, I bet you I bet you Salah could have run with his eyes closed. And it still would have bounced off him exactly where he wanted. Because that was literally pinpoint where you wanted that cross. And that's what we need to start doing. I mean, look, Brentford's not the greatest team in the world. They scored three on us because they know how to set up and they know how to do set plays. And they know like a lot of that. I mean, a lot of it was we were not playing well either. But we need to up our set plays. We just really do. And and the corner is the big one that we're just not doing enough on. And free kicks. I mean, if I see Trent on a free kick... Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. If I see Trent on a free kick blazing one over the net, at least on net. Target. Exactly. At least... It's it's all... Anyway. Ricochet off the wall. At least a deflection off the wall. Or, or, you know what? Hit a guy in the nuts so hard that he, like, (laughs) thinks about it next time when you're shooting. Like, something. You're basically hitting nothing. You're... He must be amazing in training. Really? Which, By dumb luck, he would have a better shot in, in actual life if he was training so yeah, well. Yeah, because which doesn't make sense because when if you're training free kicks, it's the same situation. Where the, it's not like a penalty. I mean, if you're if if he's hitting them in training, he, he then he should be hitting them in real life. So why is he taking free kicks? Because I'm assuming he's not making them in, in training either, right? So who is 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 he really our best? Okay, let's play the game. That's a good question. Who would you rather have taken free kicks today over Alexander Arnold? I'm going to ask you player by player. Would you rather have Salah take it? No. Oh, uh, you know what? In the right spot, Salah's got a decent shot, but 
to, okay, to no. fair, I haven't seen him on a dead ball, right? That's the only thing, except penalties. And, you know, we all know oh. on, on his penalties. So. Okay. Jota? Actually, actually, you know, I would love <laughs> I would love him to do that run up on a free kick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For sheer that. entertainment factor of the run up, we would have rather seen him take the free kick. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, Jota, would you rather him take a free kick? No, I don't think he's good no. on dead balls either. Mane? No, no chance. He can't hit anything. Hendo? Possibly. Possibly. Because he would have the right technique. Fab, yeah, because he would blast it. And sure, absolutely try that. I'm I'm going to ask, but if you say the wrong answer, we may never be friends again. Jones? Hell yeah. Right? Like, why would Jones not be taking it? Matip? <laughs> Sorry. You're laughing, but... You know what? Matip's long balls are pretty accurate. Long balls, but to get over and down on I'm a dead sorry. ball is, is, is a bit... Are you telling me he'd do worse than Trent? But I agree. Okay, not Matip, but I would actually try Van Dyke. Oh, yeah. Van Dyke used to take free kicks with Celtic. Yep. And then Robbo. Would you rather have Robbo? No. Put it this way. I'd actually rather have Allison than Trent. Right, and I'm not even joking. Yeah, actually, I would agree with you. I hadn't gone to Allison. I wasn't going to go there, but you're right. I actually <laughs> yeah. think I'd prefer it. He is. He is very good. He actually makes yeah. really good. Like, I would say, especially if it's a longer ball, I would say close up. Maybe not like within, you know, close to the edge of the box. No, but yeah, if you're at 30 feet out, yeah, I think Allison would be more secure than Trent. Because the problem with Trent, he obviously has a skill. He scored in the past, but the problem with him is. He it's wherever the ball is placed, he'll take the same kick, right? So when it's so close, it's it's near impossible to have it beat the wall and then have enough dip to beat the goalie too. But he tries that same ball as if he's about ten yards further away. So that tells me he's not thinking through his shot. Allison would think through. You know what though, and and I'll actually be harder on him. It doesn't matter where he is he's always thinking it's further than it is because every ball is going high. So even if he's 30 feet out, it still is high. Like he's, he's, I don't know if, if in practice he looks phenomenal, but then in the game, he's just got adrenaline running or something. I don't know, but our dead ball situations just need to get fixed. Like no more Alexander Arnold, no more, um of these horrible corners like we need something better and frankly if you had cost us in there pff, how do oh, you not yes. give him a free kick and absolutely him and jones i would i would do him and jones and and actually i do gomez i think gomez probably has a good shot yeah because he'd be thinking again right he, he would again i'm not saying Trent's not thinking but i i, I would know that Gomez would say, oh, this is too close. I can't try that shot. Let me just pass through this guy. Or let me do. Let me try something else. Let me just blast it, right? But Trent just tries the same thing every single time, no matter what. And it's high. At least the miss somewhere else, man. Just for the sake of fun. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right, I think we beat that one into the ground. But yeah, overall, I mean, honestly, a, th- a thoroughly enjoyable game in some ways. Uh, a thoroughly disappointing game in other ways. And I don't know, how do you think this sets us up for the midweek for Champions League? 
it's so hard to tell. I mean, the last three times we've gone to Porto, we've thrashed them. So um, it all depends on the lineup. Well, it really all depends on who he plays up front and at, at the back. Right? Well, we already know at the back it's going to be Konate and Gomez. I don't know. I think he might play Van Dyke. I really do. I think he might play Van Dyke against Porto for the first half and maybe 60 minutes. Then he'll play Van Dyke again on Sunday against Man City. You think he'll go? You know what? Honestly, the injury he's coming back from, I'm not sure the medical staff will let him do it. I bet you Van Dyke's limited to one game a week for I mean, a he few played months. three for Holland last month, right? So Oh, that's true. Yeah. And it's not like he he runs or exerts himself. In fact, that's probably why he 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 contains himself. Well, you know what? In all honesty, I felt like in in the game against Brentford, I think that that bit him a couple times. If he had more urgency in getting to the man and all that, I actually think he would have prevented a goal. I think that Gomez would have been a better partner for him that day. Yeah, agreed. He, he would have been doing all the all of the hustling. But the thing is, I guess you're thinking like, you know, Brentford's going to be going for headers. So you want Matip. You want but Matip, just right. Matip, Matip was not, I don't know, yeah, he, just, he was thrown off by go, by Van Dyke, or he was having his own bad off day. Like, I don't know if you told me like everybody drank some bad water or something, you know, McDonald's catered the pre-team meal. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I could see it. Everyone was off. So yeah. And, and, and that's. By the end of the game, I wasn't as upset because, quite frankly, we could have lost that. That was a game that we could have lost in the last minute, just with the, the um, the crowd and and the momentum that they had. So I was happy to take those, well, take that one point and run. Um, and it was just one of those games that every single team seems to be having this season. Man City tied with Southampton. Man U lost to Aston Villa. Chelsea didn't even have a shot on target against Man City. Right, so. Um, hey, we're top of the league, right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, that works out. And and yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I messaged you early in the game and I was like, yeah, we're not keeping a clean sheet today. And then even when we went up 2-1, yeah. I was like, no, we're, we're giving up a goal in the second half. I'm just hoping it's one. And it turned out it was two. So, I mean, anyone with two eyes could tell that, you know, we were going to be giving up goals. And, and you know, like you said, it's it's just one of those games, hopefully, and we can bring it back. Uh, to our old, more dominant ways and, and do to Porto what we seem to always do to them when we go visit. For more stories, analysis and articles, go to the forensicop.com website. <laughs>